0: Welcome to another edition of NWR Newscast. My name is Andy Gergen, and I'll be your host this week. With me first is Lucas Belichke. Hello. Zach Miller. What's up? And coming back to the NWR Newscast, we have Neil Runahan.
1: Yes, hi. Uh, it's, it's good to be back in the uh, the NWR Newscast land. Uh, the thing that I co-founded about uh, three episodes and four score ago.
0: And it's been bi-weekly ever since, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been bi-weekly all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) So we're going to start this off with a new segment called What You're Reviewing. Look behind the uh, the review screens of a few of our staff writers here. Lucas, uh, why don't you start?
2: Well, I'm doing a, a backlog review of Cursed Mountain, where Neil originally passed on to me. And he'll describe to you why in a second. I personally think it's a great... Unique survival horror game that especially takes advantage of um, the Himalaya settings and uh, Buddhist themes, and it doesn't chewhorn them, but it put it fits them in perfectly.
1: Did you actually find the story to be good at all?
2: It was pr- it was pretty decent considering that it's primarily about one brother saving another brother, and um, the spirits of the mountain being pissed that foreigners are. Are um, traveling through.
1: Yeah, I, I was not a big fan of just the story of that game. I mean, I liked the concept. I liked how they worked in all the different like Buddhist stuff into it. But as far as the actual narrative, I mean, I guess I guess one of my big problems in the whole game was just the fact that the pacing in it is is completely awful. And I'm a, I'm a kind of person that doesn't really like longer movies in that sense because I hate it when pacing is bad. And I mean, with a game, like, that's even worse. Like, I mean, especially... Not to not to talk about Uncharted 2, since this is, you know, Nintendo, but, I mean, that's something where the pacing is consistent, and in Cursed Mountain, the pacing in that game is just horrible, and you're just slowly moving and slowly moving. Nice particle effects, slowly moving. Oh, there's an enemy.
2: Yeah, but I really love the environments, and that's what really draws me into the game and keeps me hooked. But the pacing does kind of make it feel a little um jerky and such but i found i found that i could deal with it well at times um the special motion control combat during well regular combat when well you can trigger also in order to break uh specific seals it can be pretty decent but it kind of does get a little frustrating when it fails if you tend to do like fast jerky motion controls instead of like slower broader movements but i think i found it it's very it's very unique and i sort of liked it rather than trying to copy and paste a formula of another survival horror game into curse of mountain
1: I I do like the, uh, like, I mean, you brought up the gestures and everything, and I feel like they're really good when they work. But I know you mentioned before about how you kind of realized that you have to do very calculated movements in order to get it to work. And I guess, I mean, maybe I stumbled upon that, but I just had a lot of trouble because I would be like, um Wii Remote's going to the left. Why isn't it going to the left? What the hell? And I mean, there's too many of those moments that take away from when the gesture moments actually do work.
2: Well, it it never really degraded into that for me. At first, yeah, I was a little frustrated since I tended to do somewhat of a faster and more jerkier movements rather than a slightly slower but more broader movements.
1: For anyone wondering of why the review is so damn late, so I was working on the Curse Mountain review, and I finished it, it took me a while, it was kind of a hard review to write, and... I saved it and the flash drive that I had, unbeknownst um, to me, was kind of uh, up shits creek without a paddle. It was actually a Tetris flash drive that I got at E3 that I was using because it was like, it's Tetris, it's never gonna fail. And it failed and every file on that flash drive got corrupted and one of those files was the Cursed Mountain review. So um instead of, you know, retyping a you know, a review that I already finished and had ready for editing I said screw it, and I sent the game off to Luke. <laughs>
2: yep, and of course I sort of got um, sort of got a little delayed, especially how I was handling the Wii Fit review, We Plus review, and the Gravitronics review, which both are up right now. But I will try to get Curse Amount to now ASAP and on time for Halloween.
1: Yeah, so this delay was worth it because it'll be spooky.
2: Yep. And um if you are wondering I'm getting two other games for review so you should uh, you should look forward to those. They are Bleach uh, the Third Phantom and uh, the Wizard of Oz um the Yellow Brick Road.
3: Beyond the Yellow Brick Road.
2: Yes.
1: There it's not go. just the Yellow Brick Road. You're going past it.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. <gasps> far far beyond your wildest imagination. This road goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <gasps> and so so uh neil how about, how about you the okay anyway um <laughs> so i have uh been playing oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna mention two games i should have a review of guitar hero 5 and astro boy but those aren't the games that i'm gonna be talking about those should be up soon i have those submitted for editing but i have been playing recently the secret saturdays beasts of the fifth sun some uh Cartoon That's Network a franchise that I've never heard of before, but it's one of those high-voltage-developed, um, I guess, shovelware titles, if you will. And Astro Boy is also one of those. Astro Boy is a pile of crap. <laughs> Secret Saturdays is actually not turning out to be that bad.
0: Astro Boy, I would have to assume, is based on the uh, the new movie? Yes.
1: Yes. And, uh, yeah, just just to go over Astro Boy, um, there's shooting, there's brawling, the brawling is complete ass, the shooting <laughs> isn't as plentiful, and the shooting's passable. So... There's Astro Boy in a nutshell. You don't even have to read the review. Sounds like a licensed game to me. me. Yeah.
2: Well, I found one thing really shameful. Are you guys familiar with um, the Treasure Astro Boy game on Game Boy Advance?
3: Oh, I'm familiar familiar with it. This is is very
1: obviously stealing Omega Factor's goodness and trying to replicate it and completely failing.
2: Yeah, like, in the multiple interviews, from what I read, they were trying to make it inspired by that Game Boy Advance game, but looks like they failed.
3: Yeah, I mean,
1: in that that case, I I don't want to go into critiquing developers too much. I mean, they, they probably tried, they were probably constrained by the movie license. I mean, whenever I talk to anybody about movie license games, I was actually talking to someone in a developer special for Pixelbit that will be lost to the sands of time because it was a it was about a playstation network game and they mentioned about how um you know with develop with uh, movie licensed games they're on such a strict schedule and you want to do all these cool things with it and you know you're just so restricted with it and with astro boy that just reeks of that i feel like if that game had a couple more months to it it would have been okay hmm but they didn't because the movie was coming out and they were probably on a schedule. And you gotta think, I mean, with high voltage, their A team probably isn't working on Astro Boy anyway, because they're working on the condo with the grinder, Gladiator A D and all that other stuff. And they're also doing other games such as the Secret Saturdays, Beast of the Fifth Sun, or as I like to call it, um, Little Kid Bionic Commando, because <laughs> that's basically what it is. Because, like, you're this, uh, or at least, I mean, there's, there's, uh, it's this whole family, that's what the Saturdays are, and I think the main guy's name is Zach Saturday.
3: So is it supposed to be the Incredibles?
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that, like, I've never heard of the Cartoon Network show before, I just know there is a show on Cartoon Network. But, basically, you control this kid, uh, you know, side-scrolling, like a, like, I guess a -a 2.5D side-scrolling thing. And he's got like this staff that you know, if you like, uh, you can use it to like melee enemies and everything. You can jump in this, so I mean, it's not that much like *Bionic Commando* in that regard. But you also can shoot out the staff and then like swing from areas and go around that way. This is on Wii, I assume. Yes, I think it's. I think it's like Wii, PS2, and DS. Okay.
2: No, Wii, Wii PS2, PSP, and
1: DS. Okay. That's a winning lineup. Yep. Big, big difference. Yeah. To the four people that will buy this game on PSP, I'm sorry I didn't mention <laughs> it first. Maybe it's available for digital download on PSP Go. I now don't they've know. unsubscribed.
3: I think that means I think that means though that nobody will be buying it.
1: <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a uh, it's 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 kind of fun. It's not really as bad, especially after going from Astro Boy to this, where you know I was kind of expecting it to be awful, but. It's it's a decent, like, Bionic Commando ripoff, whereas Astro Boy is a bad Astro Boy ripoff. <laughs> and, I mean, you also, like, control other family members, and there's a little bit of pointer control, where that's how you select, like, a like there's, like, a dog that you can run around and, like, climb walls on.
3: Does the dog solve puzzles?
1: No. Huh. Not a crime-fighting dog? Well, kind of. <laughs> what? Kind of, but not really. Like he'll basically like you climb around walls and get to another area, and then he'll also boost the kid up.
3: Oh, okay. See, I was trying. I was trying to make a uh, Leighton reference there. <laughs>
1: Touche. That's touché. all. That's all I got. Okay.
0: Let's move on uh, to Zach. What What are you reviewing, Zach?
3: I'll, I'll be getting Nostalgia and um, Spore Hero Arena. Uh, Haven't yet.
1: Nostalgia is fantastic. Is PT it? GT dubs.
3: Okay. Hold on um, though. I'm not a big hardcore RPG guy.
1: Oh. Maybe I shouldn't be reviewing this game. Like I like <laughs> I like
3: I like Mario RPG. I like the more lightweight RPGs.
1: Is this Final Fantasy? Kind of. Well, the the, the game is called Nostalgia for a reason. Oh, oh no. That, uh, it, it <laughs> wait,
3: wait. That might be good because I like the original Dragon
1: Warrior. Then you might like this. Okay. Good.
3: Uh, anyway, the the one I'm, I'm reviewing, reviewing right now, now is Spyborgs.
1: Oh, cool. And
3: I'm not sure how I feel about it yet.
1: Were you 501?
3: <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Were you the 501st person? Oh yes, to I, buy I the was. Game? I was yes.
3: <laughs> and and that's why I bought it because I we you know we played it at E3. I think me and James played it, and I kind of liked it. It was generic, but I didn't care because I was having a good time. And I like the art style. Uh, so I was like, uh, I think Lucas Lucas is the one who said, hey, it's only sold 500 copies. I was like, I feel sorry for them. It should be selling more. So I went and on and bought it for 20 bucks. And it's Mediocre.
0: I had heard that earlier builds of this game had a lot more humor built in. Is that is that correct? It, it was supposed
3: to, be, yeah. It was
1: supposed to be like. It uh, was originally going to be like this weird Saturday morning cartoon where it was like all this like zany commercials and everything. Which they know.
3: tried to retain a little bit in the character designs. I feel like.
1: Yeah, like it's. It feels like it feels like a almost like a, a teenager Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, you know, the kind of ones that don't really last on television that long. Yeah. It's a very odd. Don't market. watch
3: cartoons. Yep.
1: I mean, I, I, as a former teenager, I did, but it was I like did, Batman and the Animated but I think Series, the majority you
3: know. Um, yeah, but,
1: but I mean, just I mean, it's not, it, especially with this, where like it starts off with a story where it's like everyone's dying,
3: we're all screwed.
1: <gasps> oh, that is how it starts. You know, know, the reason, though, the reason it's mediocre, and maybe it's
3: just because I haven't gotten very far, but when you start the game, you are incredibly um, underpowered. Yeah. Like, I died five times on the first mission because dudes would hurt me while I was blocking. I,
1: I dropped down to the lower difficulty level for, like, the first world because it was too, like, it was too ridiculously hard. Just just so I could try to get through it and get, like, some, get get my characters upgraded. Then I got them a little upgraded yeah, and got better. Yeah,
3: you, you gain red orbs like God of War through each level you and you can upgrade at the one. end of the level, but... You know, I felt like, my gosh, these first this first level should be a whole
1: lot easier. I think my problem that I ran into is that I tried to balance all three characters when in reality I should have just picked one that I played as and made them yeah. fucking amazing. And that's because I was like, well, you know, I want to be the big robot guy and then I want to be the little chick with the sword, and, and that was dumb. I should have just focused on one. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm just focusing on the chick with the sword. No, I'm not. I'm have focusing you got, on have the Have you gone to a gorilla. boss battle yet? I'm the
3: cyborg gorilla uh no i haven't yet
1: yeah the, the the boss battles i i think are pretty cool just because they're like big set piece you know god of war like things oh good i never really picked up on this whole go- like how much it is like god of war until i think uh john lindeman mentioned it on rfn a couple weeks ago about how like it really is like god of war and i guess i was just thinking this was a brawler and or like a cooperative brawler and i don't really think of god of war like that no me neither. But.
2: Well, the combo system reminds me of Devil May Cry.
1: Uh, The the combo system shouldn't remind you of Devil May Cry, Luke. The combo Um. system's like,
3: there's a combo Um. system.
1: Yeah, like, like, there's like, I think you unlock maybe one more... But other than that, like I think there's like three combos that you can use. Yeah, there are. And it's the same for each character. They do different things, but it's the same button combination for each character, which is a good idea it is. to keep each character having these different controls, but it's like, when it comes down to it, I don't really notice any difference between the three of them, besides like, well, that one attacks with a sword.
3: The other thing about those, those uh, combo, uh, well, not just the combo attacks, but what kind of bugs me about this game is that each character has like five animations. Run, jump, yeah. light attack, heavy attack. Block,
0: and that's kind of it, and and that kind of bugs me. Can you do anything really to evolve your character? I mean, yeah, you're st- you can improve your stats, and you can buy new moves. But it just amounts to slightly different versions of the same animations, and or yes, more more attack when you when you hit the, the punch button.
3: Right, and you can also I think you can improve your block because in the at the beginning of the yeah. game there's like a block meter, and once your block meter yep. runs out. Is that what that orange bar is? That's what it feels like it is. Yeah. Because every time I get hurt, or I'm not hit, and when I get hit when I'm blocking, I flash orange like that meter's depleting. And that really bugs me, but maybe I'll just... But, I um, need, I need to get into it more.
1: I mean, I really, like, um, when I was a pixel fit, I reviewed it, and I gave it a 3 out of 5, and, like, I mean, I think it's mediocre, but I still think it's fun, especially if you, if you throw a friend in there, then it's then it's a lot more fun.
3: That's what I'll need to do. I'll need to get my brother over here. Does
0: it, does it have any kind of online play? <laughs> no. No.
1: <laughs> online Sorry. on the Wii? Sorry. Are you serious? Didn't but mean to ask a silly question. That, that's one of those things where, like, um I, I, I've talked to the producer, or I guess one of the producers, uh, Daryl Allison. He was actually at E3 when we yeah, were playing. Yeah, that you know, guy. I know.
3: He was a nice guy.
1: Yeah, no, like, and the thing is, is, like, with with a lot of these games that, like, when they turn out bad, I always feel bad for those guys that are there that have so much belief in the game and like how like this is this is great, you know, it's gonna look good, it's gonna be awesome, it's gonna be you know perfect for the Wii's audience and all that jazz, and it just like, even doing the inter- the email interview with them for for NWR back in like August, and I read that interview, I was like, this game's probably gonna be pretty cool, and it just turned out. Mediocre. I feel like if they kept with the original more cartoony style, at least it would have been more original. You know, the same thing happened with Jet Force Gemini. I know, I remember, it was supposed to become kind of a Saturday yeah. morning cartoon thing. And it, I mean, maybe that, maybe like, there's some secret club out there that's like, you can't have Saturday morning cartoon video games <laughs> because the secret Saturdays has to come out. <laughs>
3: Oh, God. They're like
1: you can't. We have to have actual Saturday morning cartoon video games. We can't have games like Saturday morning cartoons. Right. Well, I I, I think I need to get into the game more, but I, I
3: I think I'll probably like it once my character gets a little tougher.
1: Yeah. Like I definitely I I think it's a it's an enjoyable entry in a genre that doesn't get as much love, but it's ultimately just generic.
0: Yeah. You know how you can make a brawler less fun. Oh. You you put it on a system that is inherently difficult to do co-op, and then you make sure everyone has to buy their own copy of the game. Yeah, oh, so that is the
3: perfect way to do it. So Andy, <laughs> what have you been reviewing? I,
0: I have been reviewing Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 for the DS. Um, this is my first Marvel Ultimate Alliance title. I have played a little bit of the old X-Men Legends game on PS2, and I played uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance on PS2, which is sort of the grandfather of I think this this yeah this, this, is, this is really all, all the X Men
1: Legends and Marvel Ultimate Alliance games are just Baldur's Gate right like, you know and, and yeah. I really
0: liked Baldur's Gate I, I played Baldur's Gate all the way through probably two or three times I really liked it uh, and X Men Legends I didn't finish but I enjoyed what I played of it um, but there's a problem with putting this game on DS there's really a, there's a few problems with it um, and the, but the biggest problem is how likely is it that you're going to find someone else that has a copy of this game for DS.
3: I have, yeah, I have a, that same problem with half the DS games I
1: review. Yeah, like, I think that single-card multiplayer in every game that's not made by Nintendo is the single most important feature to have if you want to beat any kind of multiplayer game on DS.
0: Well, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, and and, and this is exactly the kind of game that, that desperately needs cooperative play because you are looking at four people on the screen at all times, and you can hot-swap between any of the four of them, and that's nice. But at the same time, they never do what you want them to. It's some of the some of the worst AI I've ever seen. Sometimes they rush into battle before you want them to. Sometimes they just don't follow you. They just hang out by the entrance to the level. And then you have to switch to them so that they warp to where you're standing. Uh
3: crappy AI. Um, That's a common complaint, though, among games that include friendly AI. The friendly AI is stupid.
1: Yep.
0: But in... Some games, the friendly AI being stupid is not that big of a deal. You just ignore it and move forward. Um, uh, in this game, you need to have someone competent controlling controlling the other characters. At least that would be true if the game wasn't really, really easy.
1: Is there a difficulty setting at all? Or um, I don't
0: think there is. I I may have to double check before, before I get too deep into the review. But uh, I've started a fresh game on this twice now because it does not autosave, I learned. Um, oh. So I got through like the first level, and then I went back a couple hours later, and I had to start over. It wasn't that bad. It was like twenty five minutes worth of progress, but it's not like Demon Souls. Oh. <laughs> hey,
2: Demon Souls is a great game.
0: Quite new. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember there being a, a difficulty setting. Uh, you know, the, the second problem you have with putting this game on DS is just that I don't think the DS is particularly equipped to handle a game that tries that tries to look this good.
1: How how exactly, like, it's all 3D? Is it, like, in the same style as the console games?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They did not try to compromise on the gameplay. They That's put, awesome. They tried to put as much as they could in, in into the cart, and I have a lot of respect for that decision, but I don't know that they necessarily made the right decision.
1: Did N-Space develop that?
0: Yes, N-Space did develop it. Yeah,
1: that, I mean, that makes sense, because they do uh, the Call of Duty games, which always look fantastic on DS. I mean... It's like them and Renegade Kid make these beautiful first-person shooters on DS. Yeah.
0: You know, it, it, it took me a, a little while to sort of adjust to the, the graphics on the DS version. I, I haven't played a DS game that tried to be this graphically intensive in a while. And I'm sort of of the belief that the DS really can't handle good 3D graphics. So they really shouldn't try to push 3D graphics on it. Yeah, um, I agree. And, you know, that's that that's that's one opinion uh, games like, you know... Bowser's Bowser's Inside Story look great on it, and they're not trying to push heavy 3D. I think that Bowser's Inside Story is the most beautiful game on DS. It is. Yeah,
3: it's wonderful. It looks like a cartoon.
0: Yeah. You look at some of like the the Square the Square NX RPGs they put out, and you know they they're really trying hard to push the 3D, and they've done a pretty good job. And, and you know after after I sort of got acclimated to the visuals in Marvel Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I kind of thought the same. It it, it took me about two levels before I decided that I actually really did like the graphics in the game um, <laughs> but I do I do like the graphics in the game there are some really nice touches and they didn't compromise on what they were trying to bring to the to the handheld version
3: did N-Space develop the, the Call of Duty 4 DS version yes that's a yes. beautiful game um, yeah, it's got some frame rate problems though.
0: Yeah, there are some frame rate yeah. problems in Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and there are some control problems. The game really needs an analog stick if they're gonna if they're gonna make the characters move around the way they do. You know, then it's annoying to be confined to the the eight, the eight direction D pad. Not that it doesn't work, it just gets annoying from time to time. There are some camera issues, although most of the time the level design is simple enough that the camera isn't that big of a deal. There's there's one moment. About I don't know four levels in where you see these two uh, superheroes fighting in the background, and it's it's really impressive when you see it for the first time. You think wow, it's really cool that the DS pulled off that kind of like scale. You know you have you really do kind of feel a, a sense of scale in the level you're in at that point. The uh, the cutscenes are told mostly through uh, comic style panels, uh, not a whole lot of a- animation, just sort of very limited thought or word bubbles and, and arms moving just into the scene and then back out. But the uh, the story is based off of the Marvel Civil War, which I was completely unfamiliar with going into the game, which was kinda cool. I, I didn't know that I didn't really ex didn't know to expect what was going to happen about halfway through the game and it was a pretty gutsy choice that they made, which was basically to um to limit your character selection. To yeah, they basically half. limit
1: your character <clears throat> selection halfway in and they give you the choice of which group you want to select. Interesting. No, I really thought that was a, I played the played the three sixty version, and I really thought that was effective how they did that because it like that you can like go talk to both sides and hear the pros and cons and be like, well, uh, uh, well, I guess more overtly, it's just like, well, you can get to be you know Luke Cage and Captain America, or you can be Iron Man and Mister Fantastic. What you gonna do, yeah. <laughs> It just so
0: happened that most of my favorite Marvel characters went one way, so I I followed them. Um,
1: yeah. So here. yeah,
0: for the most part, I I would say I am enjoying it. I don't know that I would say it is a particularly great game. Uh, it's probably somewhere uh, between mediocre and good. Um, but if it's the kind of game you like, then I would certainly, I would certainly say it's 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 worth taking taking a look. As long as you're not going to be too picky about things like frame rate and uh, and control.
2: Is Deadsp um, is um, Deadpool still in the game?
0: I have not seen Deadpool, and then.
1: That... Oh, he might be console exclusive. His his role in the 360 version was fantastic because he talks to the camera breaks the fourth wall
2: does he still have the awesome uh dialogue like he did in the first one yeah awesome yep.
1: well he well, wasn't he only wasn't he in x-men legends 2 uh i don't know if he was in ultimate alliance was he
2: he was in ultimate alliance one i played the wii version for marvel okay. ultimate alliance one and I okay. constantly had him on my team, just...
1: Yeah, he's so damn I, funny.
0: Yeah, that's one thing where I can't really speak is because I never played the first game, and I never played um, the console versions of this game. So any characters that are that are missing or left out, I'm.
1: I know. I know DS has a considerable amount of exclusive ones, and it's also missing a considerable amount. Yeah, but they'll probably. I think if just you're if you're if you're wondering, I'm pretty sure the there's the Wikipedia page on this details who's in what. Yeah.
0: I've been playing most of the game as Wolverine and Spider-Man, so... (laughs) Nice.
1: Go figure. Wolverine's always a powerhouse in these games, because he's just... But he's fast, too, and he heals super quick, so it's... Because he has the healing ability, he's, you know, big melee fighter, he's got claw attacks. He's the barbarian. Yeah.
0: So, moving on to the notable game releases, let's start with the downloads for the last couple of weeks. Starting off with WiiWare, we have Lost Winds, Winter of the Melodia, Shutanto Evolutionary Mayhem, Ghosts Mansion Party, and Tales of Monkey Island Chapter Three. Have any of you guys played any of
1: these games? I think what we know that the winning game in that group is obviously Ghosts Mansion Party because I know everyone that I know <laughs> wants to party with ghosts in a mansion.
2: Yes. Well, it's perfect for Halloween. Look, if you're going
1: to have a party, you have to invite ghosts.
2: A Halloween
3: party. <laughs> What if the ghost is being a dick, though? How do you get rid of him?
1: <laughs> you invite all the ghosts over, and then you have the party, and you're like, "Shit!" Now there's all these ghosts. Here. <laughs> oh. But <laughs> but as far as I know, Ghost Mansion Party is basically just it's it's a, it's Mario Party with ghosts in a mansion. It's but, probably great. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, I'm I don't know why I haven't downloaded it yet. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone get lost wins or even play the first one? Because I sure as hell did not. I
2: played the first one, and Winter of the Melodious is on my
0: wish list. I played the first one for, like, half of the game. I,
2: I didn't
1: love so it, So, what, but... 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah, I think oh. I might have
0: actually fallen asleep while playing it. <laughs> I do that a lot, though. That's that, that, that's, that's pretty standard for me.
1: <laughs> I'm a sleepy I guy. I hope you don't fall asleep during this.
0: <laughs> well, that would be good. <laughs> I'll edit out the story. Don't worry.
1: And uh, Tales of Monkey Island, that's a uh, you know point-and-click adventure, yeah. the third one of it. I, I don't think any of us have played it.
0: I'm pretty unfamiliar with the Monkey Island series. I have I downloaded Secret of Monkey Island, the remake, off Steam on my PC, and I have put like ten minutes into it, and I haven't really gotten far.
1: They look that. nice. You know, from what I hear, it's a game about a island with monkeys on it. Yeah. pirate, <laughs> like pirates and stuff. Yeah, yeah
0: that's, that's a pretty that's a pretty accurate summary. I think that's, that's that pretty much sums <laughs> it up. Pirates and monkeys. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So
1: um, now, someone actually did get Shootanto. Yes,
0: I picked up Shootanto a couple days ago, um, mainly just because I wanted to have something to talk about. Uh, It's it's a light gun game. It's it's a pretty basic shooting gallery. the 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 hook is that as you progress through the levels, you evolve from a monkey to a slightly taller monkey to a caveman, etc. Actually, I haven't got to the caveman stage yet. I've only gotten to the tall monkey stage. So.
3: Everything after that so is just like, conjecture. You're like a
0: monkey,
1: and you're like flinging your poop at people. Or like <laughs> you you're throwing,
0: you're throwing rocks. You have an unlimited supply of rocks, and you can throw them as far as the eye can see. Um, and I tried this game out with the zapper, and I did it a little bit with the uh, n- the nunchuck and remote. Um, you know, I I used to I used to decry the zapper as being a pretty useless peripheral, and you know it, it really is, but. Uh, it does the NICO perfect shot isn't that bad, but it really does kind of make the game just a little bit more fun i'm not going i I will say that i I do enjoy playing with the zapper. What I have found is that playing with the zapper makes you worse at the game and pretty much yeah. every game i have tried playing it with
1: links crossbow training was very difficult when I used the zapper yeah. and then I took it away and I was like wow this isn't that hard at all. I had to actually
0: <laughs> consult the uh consult the 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 game's instruction manual to figure out how to move my character when I was playing with a zapper <laughs> because they have you they actually show your character on, on in the foreground like you actually have to dodge things it's not like most light gun shooters where the, where it's like in first person you actually control a little monkey walking across the bottom bottom of the screen
1: is it kind of like space Harrier
0: I never played space Harrier believe it or not
3: okay. do you do do you... Does it name, name does it name the evolutionary <laughs> stages or is it just like tall monkey, caveman, or does it say uh Australopithecine, no, paranthropoid?
0: Get out of here, Paleo man. <laughs> I'm not even sure it says like stage one, it just sort of
1: throws you in there from what I remember. <laughs> there is no there is no introduction, there is no screen, it just puts you in the game.
2: <laughs> but I saw dinosaurs in the screenshots.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: there are there are there is a T Rex in the first stage, Zach, so you may you may have to get
1: this. Yeah. Why? Why has Zach not gotten this game? Because I mean, it has a T Rex. Are you, you already in line in for Jurassic by uh, that the Activision like Turok ripoff? Oh my gosh! I oh, I think I said
3: this in the forums, but when I saw that on Kotaku, you know. They say a guy can't oh, have oh, multiple oh, orgasms oh, but oh, man! Oh, <laughs> wow. But the reason I'm not gonna bother with Shutanom or whatever the hell it's called <laughs> is it has monkeys with dinosaurs, oh. which is blasphemous. I think I think the bigger problem <laughs> might be with the walking
0: lizard men things that are also in the same level.
3: I'm so sorry.
0: Um uh, one thing is interesting is that before you start the game, it asks you if you want to play normal or extra mode. There's no uh, explanation whatsoever, and I haven't delved—I <laughs> haven't delved into, <I> haven't <laughs> delved into the, the manual long enough to, to figure it out. Because in order to look at the manual, you have to quit the game. So, so I haven't played extra mode yet. It's possible extra mode is way more fun, but uh, normal mode is is okay at best, and it's hard. This game is really freaking hard. I. I on, no, on normal difficulty I failed on the first level three consecutive times with the stupid zapper, and then I tried it on easy with the zapper and still died in the first level. Well, but, you have to you have to die eight times, and then you'll unlock uh, like, super
1: guide. Yeah, then it does it
0: for you. The game just shoots itself. Uh, <laughs> then I played it on, or I played it on normal, or no, I think I played it on easy with the with the remote and nunchuck, and I managed to get through like the second or the third stage, uh, but it's still pretty hard. They throw lots of They throw lots of stuff at that poor monkey. (laughs) Anyway, it's it's interesting. It was only 500 points, so, I mean, it was probably better than several other games I paid that much for on the uh, Wii Shop channel, so. Alright, so let's go ahead and uh, move on to DSiWare. We have Domo Games, uh, which is a series of five games, the titles of which escape me at the moment. Uh, We have Picture Book Games, The Royal Bluff, and we have Sudoku. Neil, I understand you played some of the Domo games?
1: Yeah, um, at, at E3, they had the Domo games, which I remember I was going around the Nintendo booth, and I was looking, they had like a DSiWare thing, and they had Mario vs. Donkey Kong, which, which was announced at the press conference, and then I noticed that they had these other games, that there were five Domo games. I still don't know what the hell Domo is. Like It's, it's all over Seven Eleven 11 now and everything, and...
2: It's basically a yeah. mascot in Japan. I believe it's um, a Japanese TV station mascot.
1: Okay. But these games, um, I know they originated. I think all of them except for one. There's five of them. They all originated from some Game Boy Advance compilation compilation that was only released in Japan, developed by Suzak, which I don't really. Oh, they did uh, the F Zero GP Legend game on yep. Game Boy Advance. But um, the Domo games. There's like a like um some sort of they're like just very small bite-sized games. There's actually two that are pretty much the same. I believe it's a crash course domo and like whitewater rafting domo or something, where they're basically just racing games with domo. ones and you're in water, and the other one you're on a road. And there's a rhythm game that uh, I I didn't actually get to play at E3. I know of its existence though. And there's like um, hard hat domo where uh, you have to like spill paint cans and. Get them to be the same color as ladders, so then you can go up and climb throughout this building. I'm going to go ahead and skip this one.
0: These games have not sold me a DSi yet.
1: You know what should sell you a DSi game? The art style games.
3: No, don't get me started on the damn art style games.
1: But um, Picture Book Games, I know that's uh, another recent DSiWare title, and actually... I mean, just in general, if you look at this list for the past two weeks, we've had, you know, four WiiWare games in two weeks, three DSiWare games in two weeks, and three Virtual Console games in two weeks. After having, a, well, we had that summer glut where we had a lot of WiiWare, WiiWare games, it seems like, but we had no Virtual Console games, it seems like we're actually getting multiples, which is a step yeah, in the right picking direction. Yeah, up, and it's kind
0: of nice to see. It's kind yeah. of scary.
1: Yeah, but Picture Book Games is basically just a DSiWare version of a WiiWare game where, I guess it's like uh, I remember hearing the WiiWare game is Mario Party without the mini mini games, which no. doesn't sound appealing at all. It sounds more enjoyable.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, I know Sudoku is a game from EA. I mean, it's another Sudoku game. I think there's countless on DSiWare at this point. But
2: it's only two dollars.
1: Um, I guess just I think EA is actually putting stuff out on DSiWare that's not a crappy promotional thing for My Sims. That you so, I mean, for. that's good. I mean, that there's another developer-slash-publisher that's on board with, you know, Nintendo's downloadable services, even if they're just putting out Sudoku, and, like, maybe they'll put out a vert- I, I really... I hope that EA, because I know they have, I think, the license for Tetris on phones or something. So there better be a friggin' Tetris game coming out to DSiWare. it's like be- a no-brainer. Is Tetris, yeah.
0: Tetris DS still hard to find? Yes. Yes,
1: it's still impossible. I remember um, at E3... I had the fortune of, uh, with Johnny, with uh, Jonathan Metz, interviewing Hank Rogers and Alexei Pajanov, basically the the person who discovered Tetris and the person who created it, and we did bring up, like, you know, how about DSiWare, DSiWare, and they were like, "Uh, we'll let you know. (laughs) So I think it's an inevitability, I just don't know when.
2: I heard that Majesco now has the Tetris license. Oh,
1: yeah, they do. I forgot about that.
2: And um, recently EA made a Tetris game on PSP minis. Yeah. Oh, really?
1: But Majesco has the WiiWare and DSiWare rights now, I think.
2: Or just the Wii and DSi rights. Because I don't think a specific platform has been specified, whether it's a retail release or Uh, a digital distro.
1: Majesco seems to be uh, doing a lot for Nintendo in general, but I guess we'll save that as a topic for another time in the (laughs) interesting time. So Virtual Virtual console.
0: console. We have Zombies Ate My Neighbors uh, for Super NES. We have Rygar for the virtual console arcade, and also the arcade version of Golden Axe for the virtual console arcade.
1: Well, it looks like they're actually putting crap out on Virtual Console Arcade after releasing six games and basically doing nothing with it for three months. I think I'm kind of interested
0: in Rygar, because I played the NES version of Rygar quite a bit when I was a kid.
1: I don't think the arcade game is all that different from the original Nintendo game, but I mean, its I think it just looks prettier.
0: One thing the uh, the, the original NES game had going on was no continues and a pretty high difficulty level. You really we had, had that. You really had to, to, to well, use, it, use the Game Genie, basically, to beat that game, what, what I remember.
1: I missed the Game Genie. <laughs> Rest in peace, Galoob. Did anyone get uh, Zombies Ain't My Neighbors? Because, I mean, I, I've been kind of meaning to, because it's one of those Super Nintendo classics that I missed, but have always heard such good things about. I fully intend to.
2: I have the Super Nintendo cartridge, and I fully intend to rebuy it on Virtual Console just to support a
1: really awesome game. And LucasArts is uh, following through on their promise with doing virtual console games, which is fantastic. Yeah, Yeah,
2: well, one interesting thing about the Super Nintendo version, and I believe also the Sega Genesis version, the original publisher was Konami.
1: Yeah, and they held the copyright until, They, they, they held it for a while, I know, and I guess LucasArts got it back.
2: Yeah, but, mm. but if you really love uh, B, um, horror movies, you should definitely get this, like, it has all the staples, like, from Chainsaw Man to Giant Babies, UFO Martians invading a football game, and you're, play- and you're basically saving, um, Saving hostages during a football game, which is awesome. Before the aliens take away all the cheerleaders, nice. It
0: seems to me that in every group of screenshots I've ever seen for this game, the giant baby is heavily featured.
2: That giant baby is one of the most annoying boss battles I have <laughs> ever encountered on a Super Nintendo game. But you should. But if you really love awesome retro games and want to support Virtual Console. Definitely get Zombies Ate My Neighbor. It's one of yeah. my highest recommended a Super Nintendo games.
1: Not that I'm always in line with your tastes, but you know I'll definitely check this one out.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, but I do have to warn everybody that it's one of those retro games that is uh, very difficult, and you won't pass through all the fifty or so levels in one pass. You will die multiple times. Are there con-
1: are there unlimited continues?
2: There is a pass. Password
1: system. Oh fun. Okay. All right. I think I think I found my next candidate for uh, the the really hard game that me and my best friend plowed through because uh, that was Super Ghouls and Ghosts was our summer project. (laughs) Oh god. We finished that up just that was like the last. It was like I'm moving back to school tomorrow. I guess we'll have to finish this one, and we did.
2: Well, Neil, um, the passwords, I believe, they're only four characters long, and you have to remember that Virtual Console does have save state. does
3: have a save yeah. state. Hey, Lucas. Yes. I like uh, awesome retro games, too, which is why I bought the Metroid Prime trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
2: I, I also bought it, too, um, during a Toys R Us buy to get one free sale. I bought... Metroid Prime Trilogy, uh, uh, Muramasa, and, of course, you sold me on Dead Space Extraction. Sweet. And I'm loving it. Dead Space Extraction
1: is is damn good. It is damn good. But, but, anyway, moving on, because (laughs) this is Golden Axe, let's just say that one of those brawlers that Spyborgs was trying to, like, refer back to, and when you go back and you realize that those brawlers kind of suck, Golden Axe is, like, the friggin' poster child of that. (laughs) So, moving on... Let's, uh, let's wrap that shit up.
0: So uh, for for retail for retail releases this week, Nostalgia for DS,
1: which I
3: guess is awesome.
1: Yeah, I I am enjoying it a lot. Although if Zach, you're not into old school RPGs, you might not like it as much. Basically, um, you have like a party of four people. It's turn-based battles, like no like you know, good old fun. Mario RPG action stuff, it's very, you know, it's not really grind heavy, it's kind of like a natural grind as you go through the world, well. and, but there's a lot of there's a lot of side stuff to do, there's um, a pretty, pretty kick-ass, um, like, uh, airship battle stuff too, because basically you have two completely different battle systems, oh. there's, you know, with the four, it's like these four kids, you know, them, you know, on the ground with, you know, swords and guns and stuff. And uh, then you have these airship battles where you have this big old airship and, you know, you'll have people come on either, on, like, different sides of you and you'll have to attack. Oh, okay. And there's different, like, powers for, there's different, like, skills and everything that you build up for each one. I mean, that
3: sounds fun. I, I'm not not looking forward to it, but when you say old school RPG, my mind harkens back to, like, Final Fantasy IV where it's all menu-based and, you know, you got to buy spells and... You know, talk to this guy to go do this thing. It's yeah, not man. so
1: much that. It's 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 there there's a lot of side stuff to do, but it's very linear and it's like a a good paced linear. Like you don't really seem to be going through these dungeons that last hours. Like you'll go through a dungeon, I mean I haven't I haven't been it so maybe some of the later dungeons are a lot longer, but um there's like you know like you'll be in a dungeon for like 20 minutes and then you can also do these like side missions in the adventurers association and go back through these dungeons and they'll be like remixed a little bit which is pretty cool okay see i'm not
3: i'm not too worried about it i think i probably will enjoy it awesome all right
0: okay moving on from nostalgia we also have dj hero for Wii. I hated the
2: Best Buy demo.
0: I really liked the Best Buy demo. I hated the controller.
1: My, my one thing is that, like, I really I really like the gameplay of it, and, like, you know, how you do have something to do with your other hand while you're just, you know, scratching the disc, or, scra- you know, scratching the record and everything.
2: Well, my main problem with the game is that I hate uh, song ma- mashups in general, and and it made me hate some songs that I actually liked before, and <laughs> it just... Ruined it for me now forever.
1: I just think I just think the way it's like executed, I think is pretty cool. Like it's not one hundred and twenty dollars cool by any stretch of means. What is my my one my one complaint with the game is like I mean I was I was enjoying myself when I was playing it except for like my hand was cramping up, which I think was probably because they had that ridiculous DJ stand or like the stand for the controller. And I think I mean I'm a lefty. I don't do lefty flip or anything in Guitar Hero, but I think this is one game that I would have to do lefty flip on. Because it was just so uncomfortable. I actually got to a point where I literally spun the entire thing around and just did it backwards. <laughs> because that was comfortable.
2: Well, Neil, did you know that you can actually take apart the controller and arrange it into like a lefty mode?
1: Yeah, no, I knew that. It's just that I didn't feel like fussing around with the Best Buy demo. Oh. and I try and I tried to do it easily, and like I was like, eh, this will take a little while to figure out. I just want to play the game and leave. I'm,
0: I'm kind of curious if they took the, if they took the, the hero, the Guitar Hero difficulty ceiling, and moved it over to DJ Hero, because I know Guitar Hero is known, especially in, in contrast to its main competition in Rock Band. You know, Guitar Hero is known for being really heavy on the on the extremely hard difficulty. I'm kind of curious if DJ Hero matches that.
1: I don't know if it does or not, but it's also, like, it would be pretty hard to tell just because there's no competitor. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Like, you don't really have any reference point with DJ Hero. Like, it could just be hard because, you know, it's new. Kind of like how in Rock Band 1, you know, the drums were hard as hell because it was new.
2: Well, there was also um, Drum Mania from Konami, but... That was an arcade only, and more popular in Japan. Uh speaking about Guitar Hero, the game has a weird multiplayer mode.
1: Yeah, on certain on certain songs, you can play DJ and guitar, or like you can have a DJ and a guitarist.
2: It's either or, which which is weird because to me it kind of feels like they're trying to shoehorn the Guitar Hero franchise by allowing you to play the guitar and actually having the Guitar Hero name on the front of the box...
3: I think they probably just realized that most of the people who buy DJ Hero probably already have a guitar. Yeah. So they're like, we may as well throw this. I game. mean, it's
1: a nice, it's a nice little bonus. Like, I don't think it's that big of a part of the game, and I think it's you know, it's like a good way to be like, hey, you know that other plastic crap you have in your room, you can use it with this game, kind of.
2: Yeah, and I heard that analysts are saying that the demand for DJ Hero is severely lessened than uh, the initial. I don't
1: think it's gonna sell well at all. Oh, I don't um, it's, it's too
3: niche
2: nobody's especially at 120 dollars yeah
1: someone from activision made a comment about how they don't expect it to do that well off the bat and they expect it to have kind of a long tail they used the example of the original guitar hero okay, which, i was gonna say it didn't sell it very took a while to take off but then again the original guitar hero didn't have this kind of marketing push i mean right right now as we're recording i've, I've had the yankee game on which they're freaking blowing chunks they're about to lose. <laughs> but every now and then I'll look over during a commercial and they I think they've had a DJ Hero commercial on it's it's like sponsored by DJ Hero. So they're throwing a big marketing push at it.
2: Uh, yeah, though I can also wonder how Tony Hawk will do, considering how that is another uh... Activision game I think
1: Tony Hawk might actually do better If only because Tony Hawk is an established Franchise like I I know know the Hero brand is also established but But the DJ Aspect of it like that's completely new Which I think will probably put off a lot of People and I think that the skateboard like The fact that oh you know it's like skateboarding Like that's something that's very Very familiar to I guess a bigger Group of people
2: but is it $120 cool that's the million-dollar question.
1: Well, I guess it's the one hundred and twenty-dollar question. Yeah, <laughs> I really do think that
0: there's going to be at a, a certain point where these one hundred and twenty-dollar peripheral-based games are going to bottom out. I, you know, I don't
1: think either of them are really going to sell that well. I don't, I don't I think so Expect
2: them to bottom out right about now, considering how we had uh, Wii Fit for ninety and hundred dollars,
1: right.
2: Rock Band for Two hundred and or if the Beatles edition, two hundred and fifty dollars, and now Band Hero is going to be two hundred dollars.
0: Even in the case of We Fit, you know, I, I don't I don't know that I I even. Include Nintendo in, in in this category,
1: although, although they do fit. well oh, with We Fit,
3: Nintendo makes almost as much plastic crap as um, anyone else. Yeah, but they
1: there's a difference. Is that I don't think Nintendo really charges as much for it. Like, That's true. yeah, they really the balance. Well. The balance board. I mean, okay, what the We Fit Plus bundle is a hundred dollars. Like they added ten more dollars onto it, right? Yeah. And even still, I think that the Wii Fit balance board has more of a function than the friggin' DJ thing or the Tony Hawk ride board. And I think That's that they, both of those games are missing the boat because if they could if they could squeeze it to be $90 or $100 like I feel like that that's a like $120 is a huge barrier
0: the success of Wii Fit is more attributed to me to Nintendo's blue ocean strategy than to whether or not it came with a, a peripheral yeah. Yeah. whereas I think the success of Tony Hawk Ride and um, DJ Hero are more tied to the cost I I don't think either of them have have will have the marketing cachet or the the, the brand cachet that We Fit did.
1: Yeah, I think that Tony Tony Hawk is old hat at this point. Like, if this was Tony, if this, if Tony Hawk Ride came out, like, Tony Hawk 2, Tony Hawk 3 times, like, shit would sell off the shelves. But also, you know, WeFit Fit was on
0: Oprah. I don't know anybody who's more than just casually curious about DJ Hero. I don't know anyone who's, like, really, really excited about it.
3: Me neither.
2: I'm certainly not.
1: I also I also think that what what we're kind of discounting here is even I mean I'll, I'll reference how there's all these commercials on the the Phillies Yankees game. Um my brother actually texted me like during one of the first couple innings. He was like, "Oh DJ Hero, what's this about? Uh have you have do you know anything about it?" And I mean, I think I think that's I mean, it, maybe they planned it to be during the World Series so that way they could have, you know, ads during it. And I think that a lot of people that will see that, they might be willing to, you know, they'll be like, "Oh, that looks cool. I like DJ shit." and they'll go out and buy it. I don't think, like, I think DJ Hero might go over us, but I think that it will find a market. I still but don't think it's a they it don't, they don't say
3: well. what the price is on TV. These people go to the store and be like, 120 bucks, fuck yeah. that. I <laughs> I could buy beer. <laughs> <laughs> or I could buy two or three games
0: for that price. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we should move on to the next game in our list. We're starting to run kind of long.
1: Okay, so next up we have uh, drawn to life the next chapter. It's on Wii and DS, I believe Planet Moon Studios are developing the Wii version and Fifth Cell, who you know made the first uh, game and made Scribble Knots, are working or they worked on the DS version.
3: I wonder if this game will have control issues.
1: It probably <laughs> will. I, I mean I really like Fifth Cell. Like Scribble knots is a cool idea. And I thought the first round of Life was a cool idea, but the controls for both games suck.
3: That's the thing. It's a cool idea. Well, I can think, <laughs> up a coo- I can think of a cool
1: idea right no. now.
3: Do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, uh, don- it has to do with dinosaurs. There
1: can be no penises or dinosaurs. Primal
3: Rage 2. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Primal Rage 2 for DS,
0: confirmed. Can't miss.
1: I'll accept it. But anyway, so Ronda Life, the next chapter, I mean, I don't really know how much different they're doing with it. I feel like it's just going to be more of the same, and I think uh, I, 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 don't, I haven't read an early review, but I saw an abstract for an early review, and I think that's what it said. Can, can my character be a penis? Yeah. Oh,
3: God. <laughs> Alright, well, that's something.
1: <laughs> There's one victory.
2: Or two victories across both platforms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. So next up, on our agenda, we have uh, an, ex- an announcement of a new game, Bike World Rally. I'm so pumped! I'm so pumped! <laughs> this game looks very similar to the original NES Excite Bike. It's got a lot of the same features, like the the track editor. Well, okay, it has one of the same features. <laughs> <laughs> it's also got uh, online online play, and I'm kind of curious. What do you guys What do you guys think about this uh, this, this this
1: remake? What I said. I am so pumped. <gasps> I, I I love the original Excite Bike and the idea. Do Do we know if there's like four-player local multiplayer for this or not? I hope so. There
3: better be. If there's
1: not, then my my I'm so pumped. We'll go to be like yeah, I'll buy it. Uh, I
0: can't fathom they wouldn't, but four-player co-op in that's like I or just I just
1: think the idea versus. because it it's 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 Excite 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 Truck, but it's Excite Bike. And that's awesome. I don't know who's... I'm really curious to know who's developing it. I don't know if it's like internally at Nintendo or maybe it's the guys who did ExciteBots and Excite Truck.
3: Who did Who did Nitro
2: Bike? Because Nitro Bike was a pile. It was um, Left Field who also did uh, um,
3: Excite Bike '64. Yeah, that's that's what makes <laughs> me nervous that they'll be giving us the reins of this.
1: I don't I don't know if they are because I know what I because uh, I guess Nintendo sent the game out to the the bigger the bigger uh, outlets. And a lot of them put up impressions today, and from what I noticed is that everyone is like, "This is awesome, Good. this is better than excite bike sixty four This is what excite bike sixty four should have been i'm wondering if
0: they're gonna have some sort of a, some sort of track uh exchange program with people on your friend's list. I think that
1: would be very cool i I hope so like there's 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 a lot of ways that they could go about this game and and make it spectacular and even even if they just have this online play in the track editor like it's still gonna be Pretty kick ass game because the first Excite Bite game is, is, is very simple, but it's a lot of fun and how it is. And they had a track editor in an original Nintendo game. Yeah. Like, it's still fun.
0: This game is set for a November 9th release on WiiWare. Wow. Do we know a price? Uh, I don't believe we know a price yet. Although, if I had to guess, I would say probably 1,000 or 1,500 Weepoints.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping
0: it'll clock in at 10 bucks. 10 or
2: 12 bucks? I think it's going to be 10.
0: What do you guys think about the graphics? Because the graphics were sort of a very cool. Retro, modern retro, the, the the 3D that's made to look exactly like the 8-bit. I I kind of like that. Yeah,
1: I I, I like team. it a lot. Like I really I love the concept of this game and I love what they're doing with it and I hope they do it with more franchises on WiiWare. Absolutely. Although it does go against what Nintendo has said like in the past about how you know like they're not going to bring their big franchises to WiiWare, but I guess maybe Excitebike is in a big it's franchise.
0: Okay, so moving on, we have the next new, the next new story. We have uh, a new story about the DSi. They're releasing a larger screen DSi in Japan. Of course, this uh, this DSi is going to be strictly aimed at older gamers or gamers who have trouble saying it's not going to improve the resolution of the screens. It's not going to have any extra features.
1: It's the DSi Large Print Edition. Yeah, it,
0: it basically, it's exactly that. It's.
1: I mean, I guess if it's not... Too much of like a, a cost on developing it, then it's totally worth it. Because I mean, there are definitely a lot of older gamers out there, you know, grandparents that are playing DS, and this will be perfect for the that that demographic.
0: I mean, I would be kind of curious on how um, how hard it's going to be to find in stores if they do come out with something like this. Is this the kind of thing that's going to be widely yeah. available, or are they going to make a couple hundred and special order them from the website?
3: Yeah, I wonder that
1: too. I feel like it'll be aimed at specific stores. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I think they'll put it under the
3: Touch Generations uh, brand.
2: Well, in a way, I think they're going to do it how they did the GBASP because if you remember, they released a version of the GBASP
0: with uh, brighter backlighting. Yeah, it just sort of quietly replaced the original.
2: Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to happen to this one if it actually comes up, comes into fruition. Well, I hope it doesn't
3: phase it out, because Pale made a good point when he said that, uh, you know, if the resolution doesn't change, it'll look worse.
2: Well, you never really know, in a way, until you actually see it
3: in person. Alright, well, maybe they'll fix resolution problems with
0: it. You guys think there's a chance this is going to
1: come to the uh, States? Yeah. Probably with some sort of delay after the Japanese release. Yeah. It's not
2: going to be like the original Game Boy Light, if anybody um, remembers that one.
1: I do. yeah. 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 Yep. (laughs) <laughs> game boy- that was you mean game
2: boy pocket no game boy light which is ba- basically a game boy pocket with a backlight
3: yeah oh, oh i do remember that yeah yeah yeah
2: you know the game boy pocket was always my favorite version of the game boy yeah i agree except um the fact that it powers on triple a batteries and i personally hate triple a batteries <laughs>
3: <laughs> you have a
1: vendetta against the triple a batteries i'm gonna send you like if if I ever have another game to send you, like Curse Mountain or something, I'll send you with like a pack of AAA batteries, <laughs> there you go. just to piss you off.
2: Well, Neil, since you are in New Jersey, I'll just hunt you down and just let the
1: battery at you.
0: Anyway, moving on to our last news story for the night. We have a story that was on MTV Multiplayer blog. It's about Shigeru Miyamoto, and he was talking about games that didn't quite get the public approval that he would have liked and he specifically cited the Star Fox series as an example he said that the sale the series was not selling as well as he had hoped and he had always tried to make the games super fun but they had not been received as well in recent installments uh
1: what do you guys think about this
3: yeah i can tell you right now it's because the series freaking sucks right now
1: well considering when you start off with probably the greatest entry in the series first, and I'll probably get some shit for this. I completely love the Star Fox Super Nintendo game. I totally agree. I agree. I mean, I love Star Fox 64, don't get me wrong, but Star Fox Super Nintendo, I think, is just a very focused and spectacular experience, and I think Star Fox Fox 64 has, you know, the story going on with it and all that, and that's a great experience as well. And those two games are, are fantastic.
2: I actually have a funny story about the original Star Fox. Basically, um, it was back in the day. Um, I rented it out from Blockbuster before they had those snazzy. Um, just after your rental period, just pay a dollar twenty-five. So they counted every day after your your due date, and they would tack on these crazy amounts. Oh, I remember or, that. Yeah. So when, while I was playing it, the, um, the Blockbuster representative um, called me to do a reminder and i was like around 6 or 7 so so the lady asked me so do you remember that you have to bring this back today i was like oh no i'm still currently playing it right now <laughs> and i said okay i'll give it back to you when i'm done and then i and i abruptly hung up the phone hard
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice that's why i love that game that memory i don't understand why it's not on the virtual console yeah, same
0: here. Is it the Super FX ship? I would the... think they might have dif- they might have difficulties emulating that. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Well I mean there's no other Super FX games on the virtual console are there. Yeah, I guess
3: Yoshi's Island isn't on there either. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I I think
0: it'll come eventually if they can work out the uh they can work out the difficulties on, on emulation it would be a good yeah. it would be a good milestone release for them. Yep.
1: But anyway, uh going on to what Miyamoto said, um I mean, he's disappointed in sales, and I guess uh, you know because they took different directions, and he tried to make it super fun, and I guess he kind of failed because I guess the, he probably—I mean, not he probably—I won't—I won't try to speak for Miyamoto in this case—but if you look at Star Fox and Star Fox Sixty Four, they both basically did the same thing, and they're just an on-rail shooter. Right. And I mean, they're—they're they're great in that aspect. If you look at everything after that, Star Fox Adventures aside, because that doesn't really count. Um, if you look at like Star Fox Assault, like they decided to make it, you know, an on-rail shooter, but then they also threw in, you know, the on-foot missions, the Landmaster missions and all that, which were actually, some of that was in Star Fox 64, or at least tucked away in it. And, I mean, that that was that was pretty poorly received, which, I mean, personally, I liked Star Fox Assault a lot. I thought the multiplayer was kind of cool. I thought the game was fun in general. It's just I mean, I recognize that it's kind of crappy, but I don't really care. Well, I mean, it,
0: if if they had just made Star Fox 64 again... Uh, early in the GameCube years, or middle of the GameCube years, and then made it again later on. And know they've had three or four Star Fox games since Star Fox 64, and common belief is if they would just have made another Star Fox 64, things would have been fine, but if they had just kept making Star Fox 64, I think by now we'd be pretty sick of it.
3: Well, we keep buying uh, um, Zelda games.
0: Yeah, but Zelda games have a lot more going on.
1: Zelda and Star Fox are not really that well to compare. <laughs> no, but I just mean um, it's
3: basically you're, you're paying the, for the same, same game. game. When you buy a Mario game, when you buy a Zelda game, it's the core experience is the same. They should be doing that with Star Fox.
1: Well, I think I think they kind of tried to go back to the roots because you know Namco, um, they they did Star Fox Assault, and um, for Star Fox Command for DS, which came out I think about two years ago, that was developed by Q Games. Who in in Q Games is Dylan Cuthbert. He was one of the designers on the original Star Fox game for Super Nintendo. But Mm -hmm. I think what kind of lost me with Star Fox Command is that they kind of made it this strategy game as well, which I didn't really find to be that fun, and the actual shooting segments of it kind of sucked.
3: Okay, well maybe the problem is, they're not sure what to do with Star Fox. I agree. Because it's, you know, Star Fox uh, Adventures was like Star Fox Chore Boy. (laughs) Uh, Star Fox Assault was, we're going to throw everything in this game. And then Star Fox Command is kind of strategy based space shooter. So maybe they just don't know where to go with the franchise. Well they haven't they haven't
0: put a game out in almost 5 years. It'll be it'll be 5 years coming up next year.
1: Well, no, they haven't cuz they put out Star Fox Command like 2 years yeah, ago. I guess It's been it's been since almost con- 5 years since I I guess Assault, I'm thinking of a console version. Console they haven't put a game. console
0: Star Star Fox out in and- in yeah. about five years, I guess I yeah. I kind of forgot about Command because, to be honest, I didn't really like it very much. I thought it was kind of boring.
1: Yeah, I picked up Command. Um, I didn't get it at first, but I did pick it up, and like the best part about that, I thought, was the crappy or like the like the, the crappy story and the different multiple endings. Like, I I feel like I've talked about this somewhere in the past in some lost annal of NWR podcast history about the one ending where it's just like friggin' uh, the girl dies in one of the endings, Crystal dies in one of the endings, I think, and then, like, Fox and Falco are, like, in a bar, and Falco's just like, hey, man, let's go race F-Zero. Oh, what? <laughs> no, really? then it ends. Like, that's, like, the best alternate ending for anything wow. ever. That's pretty awesome. That
2: you know what would be amazing? If Nintendo gave the Star Fox franchise and let Treasure develop it, that would be oh, awesome. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: That's a good I know match. I was on the bandwagon for Factor 5 doing a Star Fox game but that's kind of impossible right now so Treasure <laughs> yeah. is a much better choice.
2: I w- even with that I would still prefer Treasure considering that they could do pretty crazy stuff and even though that they're a very small team, uh, they know how to exploit hardware and make some really nice special effects. Like, just uh, just for an example, just look at what they did on the Genesis and, I guess, the Super Nintendo yeah, as well. I think well. that would be
0: a really good match for that yeah. franchise. I would, yeah. I, would be, I would be very interested in that
1: game.
2: Yeah, and considering, and considering how Sin and Punishment is getting um, rave reviews, Sin and Punishment 2, it would be a good match. Yeah,
1: because that just came out in Japan. Yep. Okay.
0: Well, that's our last news story for the night, so I think that's going to wrap it up for NWR Newscast Episode 4. We've had Luke Belichke, Neil Ronahan, Zach Miller, and myself, where we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, check us out on iTunes, leave a review, it'd be nice to see some reviews up there. I mean, it's been it's been empty up there so far, but we're just kind of getting back into the groove, so it'd be kind of cool to see. I think I may
1: have rated it at some point, but that's probably not kosher. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have, we have the other great
0: NWR podcasts, Radio for Nintendo, and uh, Radio Trivia Podcast Edition, so check those out.
1: Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say next week um, I recorded a special with Team Meat and uh, Ben McMillan and Tommy Farines. I, I mispronounced his name in the friggin' podcast, so but that should be going up next week, and it's it's. Pretty vulgar and pretty fun and Super Meat Boy looks fantastic. So Excellent. Excellent. That should be cool.
0: Alrighty. For N W R newscast, we're signing off.
1: Thanks for listening, right. folks. Bye bye. Bye everyone. up at the base oh neil <laughs>